Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You have got to be kidding me. How in the world did that just happen? What? How? Henry, help me here. What what Uh, just happened? It's just like, this feels like it's the fifth time that exact same thing has happened. Oh, and was this one on steroids? Let's jump into that in this game. But first, God, welcome you into the DMVR Broncos podcast. Of course, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can bet live on the Broncos to win. You can bet live on the Broncos to lose. Probably even better, though. You can bet live on the Broncos <laughs> to hit the under as it did for what? The 11th time in 12 yep. games? Oh, my goodness. Uh, boring? Bad? It was all of that today for the Broncos. And make sure to use code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Henry, how you feeling right now about the Broncos? Because they Not led good. for 59 minutes and 29 seconds. They were either tied or ahead in this game it's just crazy like it's we're right here again i mean there's there's the we both got tagged in it this is not on the defense it's like oh it's the same conversation that we've had five times is it on the defense when the defense falls apart in the final five Uh. minutes after being great up to that point Mm. do we have to do this again my god over and over and over (laughs) again the whole thing just felt so predictable so predictable it it felt almost too predictable yeah i'm sitting there and and it's it's tyler hunley trying to lead the game-winning drive and it's like okay this would just be worse than you could ever imagine it's not good they're they're gonna hold up they're just are it's gonna flip nope of course it just is the exact same thing so let's just jump right in henry who is to blame most for the Denver Broncos 10 to 9 loss to the Baltimore Ravens who were 8 and or 7 and 4 coming into this game who lost Lamar Jackson after the first quarter. This is maybe the toughest one of these this year I think ah. because to me like you look through I honestly like it felt like the Broncos offense was better than nine points, which I, I it obviously wasn't. They put I'm, up nine points. I'm not going to, I'm not going to no, disagree. But I, I disagree with me. That's the problem. <laughs> but like you look through and say, is, is Russell Wilson the reason they didn't win? It's like, I mean, obviously didn't help too much, but he was, he had an efficient day, like 189 yards, 17 to 22, no turnovers. That's a hundred rating. He had a couple of timely runs. I, off the top of my head, I don't say, like, oh, Russell Wilson, this is your fault. Like, the play calling, a couple weird ones, but that offense felt like it was moving better than it has in the past. So I don't want to say, uh, Clint Kubiak, you're the problem. That looked like one of the more competent offenses of the year. Like, Latavius Murray for having two-point yards for carry. It's Latavius Murray. That's what he does. It's <laughs> so like, the offense, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Like, Hackett. Let's just say Hackett. We've talked about he doesn't do he doesn't much do in, in a game. I don't know. So how can you put I don't blame know. on someone that doesn't do anything? I don't know. That, that's like putting the, That's like putting <laughs> this game on Brett Rippin. Being like, well, you didn't do anything. I know. But here we are. Let's. Who, who do you blame? So Can you go with the defense on this one? I don't think you can. You can. I'm not I'm not going to make that case as uh. them being the number one, but we are going to have to dive into the defense. So, so let's throw some contenders out there. Okay. I think you do have the defense because of what happened at the end, at yep. the end of the game. Um, you have uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, your quarterback always has to be yeah. in the conversation when you're talking about a win or a loss. They're going to yep. get too much credit. They're going to get too much blame. So we'll put him in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the running game, 
Should yeah. we put it in there? Okay. I think so. Uh, and, and then let's do, instead of hack it, let's do play calling. And okay. uh, maybe if we want to talk, I mean, do we want to put it all on Clint Kubiak? Or do, do we want to say, as, as Nathaniel Hackett calls it, like the offensive system that yeah. they run? So maybe we'll do offensive mm -hmm. system that they kind of had going on today. And to me, the running game was bad. I mean, 3.1 yep. yards per carry, and that's including two Russell Wilson scrambles, yep. which weren't designed. So really, you don't give too much credit to them for that. So you're looking at Latavius <laughs> Murray running for 2.8 yards per carry. Yep. Mike Boone running for three yards per carry. Marlon Mack, one and a half yards per carry. And then Montreal Washington, his lone carry of the day goes for negative one yards. Boy, that is really, really tough. But, Henry, I got to go with, with the offensive scheme system that we're calling here because it just, it, like you said, it felt better than it was. Zero touchdowns. Henry, we've got uh, the Miami Dolphins, San Francisco 49ers game on the TV here. Before you and I could even look up at the start yeah. of the game, the Dolphins had already scored a touchdown 50 seconds into yeah. the game. The Broncos had 60 times more of football than the Dolphins <laughs> did today so far. Zero touchdowns. Yeah. Zero touchdowns. Oh, I remember. The Broncos are averaging just over 11 points per game since the bye. Remember, you're supposed to kind of get a boost after a bye, especially think. with like a new team, new system, new quarterback, new head coach, new play caller, all that stuff kind of working in your advantage. Nope. They've gone backwards. Beep, yep. beep, beep. And you know what they did again today? They backed it up even more. Nine mm -hmm. points, not a single touchdown. So this has to be put on some part of the offense. And, Henry, there were just too many times in the game where it's like, oh, my God, did they figure it out? Especially that first drive. Yeah. And we'll dive into that in a second. But then they just do something. It's like, good job. Look at you. You're, you're moving down the field. You're doing things well. And then, no, 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 shotgun, run on third. <laughs> yep. No, what are we doing here? Don't yep. do that. And there were just too many times where that came up. So that's where I'm going to put the blame primarily. Yeah. I've got a conspiracy theory here. Uh-oh. Well, if you say special teams. Which, again, like nobody thinks about special teams. But uh -huh. in a game with the slim margins, again, I don't look at anybody in particular and say, you really cost them the game. Like, it feels like everybody honestly was as good or better than they typically play on offense or I think in general, I think even the defense okay. maybe like Sertan is still down he had the big mistake there's a couple of those sure. but I mean Corliss Waitman rough day we don't need to dig too deeply into that one but I wound up averaging 41 yards that's solid there's a 35 yarder in there 39 yarder in there these are like not inside the 20 not not touchbacks nothing like that those were ugly the 62 yarder from McManus can you really blame him for that? Like, yeah, I don't know. But it definitely doesn't help the special teams case. Montreal, Washington. I mean, the kick returns, two returns, 26 yards on kick returns. Yeah. yeah. That's an average of 13 yards per kick return. That's brutal. I mean, he catches one at like the 16 yeah. and gets it out to the 20. It's like, yeah. what? The special teams were bad. Yeah. And I think maybe that field position, there's an argument. For, I don't know. The, the other tough part for me with all this is just that the standards are so low. <laughs> it's like I maybe maybe it is Latavius Murray. Maybe Latavius Murray needs to do better than forty-seven yards on seventeen carries. I don't. I can't ask that of him. I just can't. I it's mean, like maybe that's wrong of me, but I can't ask that of him. I mean, it, I, I completely agree with you, and especially, I mean, the standards are so low, especially for the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. We are judging Latavius Murray's effort, which it looked fantastic today. And we're like, <laughs> damn, he's giving it his all. He's having a great yeah, game. It really seemed and like he got like, everything there was there. Oh, great. 2.8 yards per carry. Obviously not all on him, but the offensive line is in that as well. And Henry, speaking of the low standards, we're talking about, well, well first, before mm -hmm. we dive into that. So you're putting it on special teams. Why not? Sure. Why special not? Special teams. So Why let, not? Let's take out. Running game and go Russ, um, special teams, okay. offensive system, and defense. Okay. So those are the four. Let yeah. us know what you guys think I'm curious. in the comment section. Um, so so let, let's start off about those standards. 
The first drive, and let's just kind of look at the offense today. The first drive, 11, 10, 11 plays, 49 yards. The Broncos get to Baltimore's 34-yard line and a field goal. And boy, did that feel like, oh my gosh, the Broncos have found their ways. Yep. They, are, they are the team now. They're getting all the energy yep. and momentum, and man, they've figured it out. Henry, it was less than a 50-yard drive. They only got to the 34-yard. I mean, it was still over a 50-yard kick, yeah. but it felt great. It did it's like incredible. points to start the game. It really did yeah. feel good. It's like, wow, they're moving, like converting third downs. Like, there's the third and short run. Yep. Dulcich had 27 yards on that drive, and you're like, yep. oh, look, there it is. Russ, was, Russ hit him over the middle. Yep. He yes, hit him over he the did. middle. He did. He was uh, three for three to Dulcich. Yep. Next couple drives, not great. Oh, man. And then it just it got back to just classic Broncos football. But you know mm -hmm. what? At the end of the first quarter, Henry, the Broncos are up 3-0. So you're like, from an offensive perspective, you're like, uh -huh. oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's not bad. And then you take a step back and you're like, no, that's 12 <laughs> points terrible. per game. It's, it's, it's terrible. awful. And oh. I think you're right. I think We're just like so... So, mm -hmm. so beaten down yeah. with what the Broncos standards specifically on offense are right now that this game in the moment felt better than it was. And then yeah. you take a step back, realize that uh, they didn't get a touchdown, only three field goals, <laughs> didn't have, um, uh. you know, they, they only had one drive with more 10 or more plays, two yeah. drives with eight, with six or more plays on the day. Because you're right, the next two drives after that, three and out, three and out, and mm -hmm. the first quarter. Uh, where you have one drive for 49 uh, yards, and then your other two drives yeah. combined for 14 yards. I mean, the offense just completely fell off a cliff. A yep. cliff. And I want to dive into the offense a little further on how they were able to have that success because I think we saw something at first that looked really good, and that was they were going uh, multiple yep. tight ends, two or three tight ends, Russell Wilson under center, and Russ was working and yep. cooking off the play action in the boot. Totally. And, I, you know, obviously worked that first drive. Second drive, I think, was the one where he had, like, the rollout. I think it's Sutton right there, and he just puts the ball behind him. Like, that's a missed throw. Yep. And that would have yep. been a first yep. down. That yep. changes yep. everything. Yep. And, and really quick, speaking of that mm -hmm. one, the margin of error, not only the standard so low, the margin of error is, like, razor thin. Yes. It's like, well, when that pass wasn't completed, then, of course, they weren't going to have an opportunity oh, to ever not. pick up the first down and continue the drive. But I still tweeted after... You know, the first drive works, the next two are three and outs. I think I tweeted after that third drive and said, hey, I like that they're going under center. I know it hasn't worked these last couple drives. You just got to stick with it, yep. which is just an absurd thing to say. Right. Like yes, for any other team, uh -huh. if that's what happens yeah. when there's going heavy through the first three drives, you're like, oh, time to change something up. Right, right. Time to say something new. Right. Try, try something new. But from what we've seen, yep. it's like, ah. Oh, there's something there. Missed a throw, but I mean, I'm right there with you, Henry. Yeah. Again, the standards are so low oh. that I was thinking the exact same thing because it feels like what we've seen in the past has been even worse it has than been. like three points per quarter, which is insane. But that first drive, uh, they, there were 10 plays. They had five plays with three tight ends, three plays with two tight ends, and 70% of those plays were from under center. So they yeah. went all in on this, and this was part of the script that they yes. had, and they said this is First how we're 15. going to try to expose uh, the, the the Baltimore Ravens. And boy, it worked better than really anything else they did. Yeah. And then, so what do they do? They come out and they do it again so far. Um, more plays than not when they had two or three tight ends on the field as opposed to three wide receivers. And Russell Wilson, again, in the first quarter, was under center 75% of his snaps. And Love it. Again, three points, but you were winning at the time yeah. and when you have a lead you just you just want to you can dictate then even if it's just mm -hmm. three zero you don't have to chase yep so stick with that mm -hmm. but then henry after that uh the the broncos just just did nothing and i mean they had a 30 yard completion to greg dulcich at one point and then went nowhere after that because then they just kind of got away from that that setup and formation that they were dealing with and what what just blew my mind and i think what kind of just crushed it was in one of those two uh -huh. drives, after going under center, after going with two or three tight ends, the Broncos go shotgun on third and one and just do an inside handoff. And guess what happens? It didn't work. It didn't work. Ah. And it's like, no, do anything else than that. Do anything else that something that doesn't work when you've kind of had this, this successful formula yep. up to that point. 
And from then on out, we did see the Broncos kind of go back to, to, to the multiple tight ends, but they never stuck with it. It didn't look like that first drive did. And mm-hmm. uh, to me, again, that is on your offensive system. That's on your, yep. your play callers, your creators, whoever's pulling those punches. And again, for another week in a row, the offense under Clint mm-hmm. Kubiak calling plays has only got worse. Yep, and you know the other side of this is that the Ravens do have a really good defense, and so uh, the you have a lead, you see that first drive and think like, oh, okay, this is good, we found something. I don't know, nine points against the Ravens is the same as twenty against the Texans, eighteen against the Texans, maybe eighteen. You know, so it's yeah, like sure. uh, it's we, <laughs> we grade on a curve because we kind of have to. Oh, with it's this Broncos so team, it is are. so sad. It is so sad. <laughs> the other side of that, though, is I mean, we've seen it with the Broncos defense in the past. Some really, really good defenses. And what happens? Give up a score on the first drive, feel out the other team, and then all of a sudden they clamp them down the rest of the way. Right. And after that first drive, that's the thought I had where it's like, okay, you did it once. This is a really good Ravens defense. I wonder if it's like the there's your one. And then nothing's going to work after. So then the Ravens' defense statistically uh, is incredible. I think coming into this week, top two against the run. So really 3.1 yards per carry, that's not good. But you're also, it's not as bad. Pretty solid for the Broncos. As bad as it could be, yeah. I mean, Solid for the Broncos. Unfortunately, you'd... I don't think you would take it, but you'd be like, oh, okay, not the worst if I said that to you before the game. But their pass, their, their, their pass defense... They have a lot of talent, so I don't want to discredit them. But coming into this game, they were like a borderline top bottom Mm -hmm. 10 pass defense in the NFL. So you could throw the ball on them. And the Broncos were efficient throwing the ball. Russ finished 17 of 22, 77% completion, which is amazing, but only 189 yards. So is it is is it a little too easy just to look at Russ and say 77% completion? He was efficient. He He did what he needed to do. Despite going up against, that was where you were going to win this game. We talked about it last week. Mm, Russ yeah. needs to put the team on his shoulders. Only 186 yards through the air. Yep. And is that a good number? No. Yeah. But is that a better number than the rushing yards? 88 yards? I don't really know. It's those kind m- of, again, it goes like even. Like, it's who kind of do you blame? Like, yeah. what is worse? I don't really know. Yeah. I will say, I mean, 8.6 yards per attempt for Russell. That's a good number. Yeah. That's that's an efficient day. Yeah. Now, the thing about efficiency is that it doesn't it's it's like three point shooters, where there's Luka Doncic, who shoots like thirty six percent from three, but that's because he takes nine a game and half of them are just really dumb, but he makes enough that the three point percentage is like, oh yeah, pretty right. good. Right, right, or right. there's some where it's like, oh, DeAndre Jordan, oh, he went one for two last season, fifty percent because he ever <laughs> you know? So it's the, the, the efficiency is worth something. I will say in Russ's credit, he doesn't get to pick how often he throws. That's on play calling, not saying, hey, look, this is working. Let's get after it. They were balanced. Russ they were dropped, balanced. Russ dropped back 24 times, including two sacks, yep. and they ran the ball 28 times. Wow. And, I mean, you think about those passes. There would have been, I guess there was a run on that last drive, too, though. So that's, was it two passes, one run on the last drive? Because um, sometimes the garbage time stuff yes, you just kind of yes, have to yes, throw out. So. Um, but still, I mean, the balance was absolutely still balanced. There. Yeah. Still very balanced. And you also can't blame a coach for saying, we have a 9-3 to three lead for a quarter and a half. Yes, you need to go score more points, but also there's another side of you that has to think they've got their backup quarterback. We, in the past three months have not been able to score more points let's see if we can get the run game working work off of it in hindsight you make a bunch of changes you know there's more bootlegs more of that sort of stuff but i don't know so I've, part of me just thinks like ah, oh, yeah clint kubiak you want more out of him what was the ceiling for this game if he calls a perfect game can he get this team to 30 points i don't think so no, like, no, but i don't no. know you know it's you'd hope 11 because 11 would have freaking won them this game, yeah. which is so crazy. And, yeah. Henry, when you're talking about all of that, I'm reminded back to the great mile-high Joe Flacco. Ah. After the Broncos fall to 3-6 and six and a loss to the Indianapolis Colts a couple years ago when Joe was the quarterback, he, he says, 
We're a three and six football team. What, what are we doing here trying to be conservative, not trying to win the game, but instead just try to like keep a lead? What are we doing here? And that is how I felt in this yeah. game. And that can be on Nathaniel Hackett. That can mm-hmm. be on Jerry Rosberg, um, who Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh talked about so highly of last week. That, that can be on them because there were a couple of times where the Broncos faced a fourth and one and in, in the third and fourth quarter, and they could have gone for it to be aggressive yep. and around midfield. We're not talking reckless like back yep. at their own 20, and they decided not to. They decided to punt and say, we trust this defense. And I think that's absolutely foolish because we've seen it time and time again. And I want to get into this defense, Henry, because they held the team to three points for 59 and a half minutes. That's amazing. They held the team to 10 points in an entire game. That is amazing. But they once again broke down. Let's talk about it after I tell you about our friends over Breckenridge Brew. We've got a lot of people here at the bar drinking some Breck brews. And if you want to get yourself some, come down here. We're open for many more football games through the rest of the day. And of course, you can check out uh, Breckenridge Beers Bre- uh, Breck Finder, Brew Finder over at Breckbrew.com, where you can see if you're in Denver, where a liquor store you can pick it up, a restaurant yep. where you can get it, or if you're outside of Denver and Colorado, you can go there and they will show you not just what Breck brews they have, but exactly what beers you can get at certain locations. So check them out. They're the official partner of DNVR. And of course, make sure to get the Christmas Ale Mini Keg. It's a perfect thing for holidays or maybe Sunday night football tonight. So check them out, breckbrew.com. Yes, and also go get insured. Uh, there's, a, yes. there's a great way to do that, and that is Denver Health Medical. Um, right now they have open enrollment. You can sign up between November 1st and January 15th. Uh, if you enroll in the next two-ish weeks, by December 15th, your coverage will begin on January 1st. Uh, this is obviously a, a local company. They have 10 family health centers in the Denver area. They have a main hospital with the outpatient medical center at Denver Health. So many perks with this uh, these these plans. Um, adult dental, adult vision, um, mental health care, all sorts of stuff that just come along with your regular copay. Go online to denverhealthmedicalplan.org or call 303-602-4912 to sign up. And when you're online, how about you check us out over at thednvr.com. We are cranking out content on all beats, but I can represent us. I I can talk for us. Broncos beat, you get all the news you need over at thednvr.com. And the great thing is, it's free. It, it, it most, if not all, of the articles that we post are open and free to the public. So make sure to check us out at thednvr.com. Make sure that's a place that you're just continually checking the news. We, of course, post it all on Twitter as well. So make sure you're following us and dnvr underscore Broncos on Twitter. And, of course, become a diehard with us. When you're over there at thednvr.com, you're going to get access to our Discord. You're going to get exclusive access to leave comments on this podcast, which re- we read many times a week. So check us out. And then, of course, exclusive merch you get a discount over at the dnvr locker and uh, dropped a cu shirt a couple of cu shirts and hoodies yesterday and if you are a diehard you get uh, a discount on that so make sure to check out everything we've got going on especially if you're a cu football fan look at that one i mean that the the one on the right and it it kills me Mm -hmm. to say that a cu thing looks good but i mean come on look at that wow eric weedham a csu grad designed an awesome CU shirt for Coach Prime being in town. So check out everything over at thednvr.com. Okay, Henry, the defense, The uh, when you look at it just on paper, of course this isn't their fault. What are, you, what are you doing talking about how the defense let the team down again this week? They're still one of the best defenses in the NFL. Ten mm-hmm. points to the Baltimore Ravens. Yep. What's your feeling on the defense right now? Not not after 59 minutes of the game, but after 60 minutes of the game. And you, you, it was, you can feel good about him. It was good for Justin Simmons to force a couple turnovers. Uh, speaking of, since you named him, oh, of course. you got to bring it up. Our of Draft course. King Sportsbook, king of the game. Mr. Turnover here. Wow. Two interceptions now. One. What are the Ravens doing? Just getting way too cute by having yeah. a, a prochet throw a pass in the yeah. end zone. Now, good for Justin on capitalizing it. The other one, great job by Justin Simmons to read Huntley's eyes yep. the whole play because uh, Mark Andrews, 
it actually turned around and was wide open if yeah. uh, Huntley would have seen him. But instead, Justin wasn't looking at the defender or, or the, the, the tight end. He was mm -hmm. looking at Huntley. Great job of Justin to get his toes in. And then how about that on, was it the last drive of the game that Simmons forced the fumble? Yep. And Didn't then it realize. Just yeah, no one realized. And it just trickles out of bounds. So, I mean, we could be sitting here talking about a Broncos 9-3 win where Justin Simmons has two interceptions, a forced fumble, and maybe yep. even a fumble recovery. But still, a very good game for Justin. It was good yep. to see him, uh, him and the defense, really get some turnovers. Yep. And that, I mean, that would have been big. You know, I was going to ask you if you felt any differently or if you would have felt any differently about this game if Brandon McManus had made that field goal at the end? Uh, um, about the game or uh, the defense? Just, like, in general. Would you feel any differently <clears throat> about, like, the team, the future, the game? Not much, but I would say... Okay, maybe the Broncos are kind of, sort of learning how to win. Okay. But right now, they've just lost in every form mm -hmm. and fashion, including today, which may have been just the most gut-wrenching. Yep. The flip side of that, though, is that, like, if Justin, like, or somebody had just recovered that fumble, yep. you would feel a lot better. Like, Justin Simmons having a th forcing you, three you turnovers would. a game, yeah. Totally agree. That, that, that would make a big difference. I mean, the defense was... It was obviously good. I think... You know, it's a backup quarterback, ah. and that changes some things, and you still have the Pat Sertan pass interference that it's three games in a row where he hasn't played like a true shutdown superstar cornerback, yep. and that's, that's yep. a very high standard for yep. a 22-year-old. But that's but what the standards should be. That's I mean, what they he, are. He's, he's proven that he can be, have yep. those high standards. And on that drive, to have that penalty, it makes a disappointing game for him. Yeah. Would it make it a disappointing game for Damari Mathis? Yeah. Maybe, but it would be pretty close to what you expect is a play like that at some point. And right. One right there is pretty impactful. So I don't know. I, I think the defense, you saw a defensive line kind of bounce back a little bit from last week where they didn't seem to to care all yeah. that much about yeah. that game. Front seven was locked in, doing their thing. A couple plays from behind. Kareem had that one mistake on the in coverage. There's like a little outbreaking route to the sideline kind of early on. About it was a pretty average game for this defense, I think. Maybe just above average after last week weighs everything down. Which is kind of crazy to say that it, that it was uh, an average game yeah. for the defense when they gave up ten points. But Henry, you talked about how the Broncos were going up against a backup special or a yeah. backup quarterback in the first quarter against Lamar Jackson. This defense was fired up. They were ready to go. They were yep. ready to shut down this good Ravens offense, and they did. Lamar Jackson played the entire first quarter, and that was it. In yep. the first quarter, the Ravens had 17 total yards. 17, one seven, less than two first downs. They had one total first down in the first quarter, and Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens offense, because of two sacks, had one total passing yard. Yep. One. Remember we were talking about that with the, with the Russell Wilson struggling yeah. so much, what, two weeks ago throwing yep. the ball? That was what the Ravens were doing, or I should say weren't doing this game. The Broncos' defense absolutely was, was shutting them down zero points, of course. Then Lamar Huntley comes in, and it's like, oh, man, if they were doing that to Tyler Lamar Huntley. Jackson. What did I say, Lamar Huntley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyler Huntley <laughs> comes like in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like you said, he, he looked like a little dulled down version of Lamar. Exactly. But he looked better than Lamar was looking. So then you kind of take a step back and say, well, was Lamar took kind of just two hits and one of them knocked him out? Was he just that injured in the first quarter? If you kind of want to start no. picking more holes on the defense, but it, you, don't, you, don't have, you don't have to do that. In the second, third, and fourth quarter, the Ravens had about 250 yards of offense, which is, isn't bad from the Broncos' defense. But when you consider a backup quarterback coming in and doing that against you, especially with the way the fourth quarter went, I think you're kind of right. Like, okay, at like you, you, you held the backup to 10 points, but when it mattered the most, they didn't come up again. Again. Again, Henry. And they had so many opportunities. You know, you mentioned probably the biggest play in terms of yards was the Mark Andrews pass interference on Pat mm. Sertan. But it was just a methodical, like, yep. rip your gut out drive. But but that the Ravens, it, it was, and that's 
a drive that good defenses aren't supposed to allow, regardless of the end of a game. But even in the second quarter, you should not be allowing a 16-place, 91-yard drive at any point if you're a great defense, specifically at yep. the end of the game. Think about that. 16 plays. That's a lot. That is incredible. With the backup quarterback, the, the rush wasn't bad, but it just never got there mm -hmm. when it seemed like it could have to end the, end the game. The, the, there was a fourth down conversion late, late in the red zone that the defense wasn't able to stop. There were, just, there were just so many times where the Broncos almost had them, but then didn't. And the fact that the special teams actually came up clutch leading into that drive, pinned them at the nine. Probably, yeah. uh, probably Waitman's best punt and execution all game. Yep. And they're able to go 91 yards, not just go 91 yards, but really suck the clock out too. I mean, they played that drive as perfect as you could. Yeah. No, that was uh, the Ravens did. I should say. Yeah, that was. It's pretty crazy, and the Broncos still had that chance they at did. the end. And they, they, it looked pretty good. The offense actually did. After that, it looked nice. The offense did their job in those, what was it? Wasn't it 31? It was 28 seconds left. Yeah. The Broncos did their job. Yep. Uh, on, on an offensive standpoint. Russ, to his credit, did his job. They uh, they ran it all the way down to two seconds left. Even at the end, when, the, when they went from eight seconds to two seconds, Russ was still able to pick up a couple of more yards. And then 63-yarder. Should you expect Brandon McManus to hit that? No. I mean, before the season, I would have said, like, mm, maybe. Okay. Right now, no. I mean, he doesn't do that anymore. I mean, I, it's – he wasn't close. It was way short. It was it was way short. Um, it was like – it looked like it was a 72-yarder with it how did. short he was. Yeah. Um, that was probably 10 yards-ish short. That means it wouldn't have even – and maybe he would have kicked it differently, mm -hmm. but it means he wouldn't have even made it from 55. I mean, we're talking about, like, that had to be a 52-yarder. Yeah. And so I give the Broncos offense credit there for going 37 yards yep. in 28 seconds with only three timeouts. So, but, but when we talk about the reason the Broncos offense is in that position is two things. One, obviously the offense was just atrocious leading up to that point, but the defense just once again fell apart at the end. It's just painful. And I think the brightest spot for the defense, I guess that's Simmons with the two picks. Other than that, they did get that pass rush going again finally. And it, and it yeah. took blitzes and that yeah. sort of thing, but the pass rush looked as good as it has since Bradley Chubb left. It's it's tough to get home against Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley, and that could have been more sacks. There's a little bright spot. It's just, I don't know. I mean, four, four sacks, though, you, I would have taken that coming definitely. into today. J definitely. Just like you're saying, those are guys that are hard to take down. They get two sacks on Lamar in the first quarter, two sacks on Huntley yeah. in the second, third, and fourth. Just they weren't able to close out. And speaking of D, it wasn't obviously all bad because the Broncos' defense totally. did hold them to 10 points. The Broncos' defense did hold the Ravens to 285 yards. You should win with that. Again, though, we see Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell just, just shine again. Yep. Have you seen their stats, Henry? No. Don't, don't look. I just You did. Looked. You did. Okay, yep. you just saw. Incredible. Both of them are just around the ball the entire game, yeah. and it turns out that, that that was the case. They each had 17 tackles. 17 tackles is insane. It's unbelievable. That doesn't happen very often. And and that was one of the main reasons why at the end of the game, you look, Lamar Jackson has nine rushing yards, not was on one carry, uh, and, and Huntley has 41. If I would have told you that Lamar Jackson has 50 or fewer rushing yards, you probably would have taken it. And that's exactly what those quarterbacks combined for, 50 yep. rushing yards. And then... The rest of the team, I mean, you had, you had Drake rush for only 29 yards, Edwards for 12 yards, and I think a big credit to those Broncos linebackers for bottling them up most of the game. Definitely. I mean, it's it's similar to the Broncos offense, where you look through and say, like, ah, 198 passing yards, 103 rushing yards. Like, what? Which, which one is better? Which What's the problem? And this whole game... Maybe that's what you take away from this, is that it was kind of a game where nothing happened. It's like, it's all just like the bare minimum, like the most vanilla stats you can find. Nothing really jumps out. It's all pretty balanced. I mean, the two picks 
for the Ravens. Like, yeah, I guess maybe the rushing game is better. At the same time, one of those was a receiver throwing the ball. So do we really <laughs> right, count that one? Right, right, it's, right. Uh, that was Harbaugh, whoever is calling that shot, just being it's way too cute. Yeah. Yeah, like it's rare I don't like those calls. You just have to throw that one away. Yeah. You know, you just, just throw it away, and it would have been just fine. I said on the watch-along that uh, they should have had that other quarterback uh, or that other wide receiver throw instead, that Lamar Jackson. <laughs> oh uh, pretty good, gosh. right? Pretty good. <laughs> they do like having those receivers throw. There's a throwback <laughs> to the combine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's none of it matters. I was talking about this on the watch-along as well, where there were a lot of fan bases, probably 20 Maybe 20 fan bases, maybe more, who woke up this morning and said, oh, this is a big game. You know, we're fighting for the division, fighting for the one seed, fighting to get in the playoffs. We can get back to 500, have a chance at the playoffs. It's just been a month of games like this where maybe early on you could say there's something there, but it's the same thing. It's just the exact same thing where the offense doesn't do enough, the defense keeps them in the game. Does the defense keep them in the game because the other team doesn't feel like they need to press that much because – why would they? Because yep. it didn't feel like the Broncos were going to get to double digits, and they didn't. Yep. It's just the same thing over and over and over. And, uh, I mean, honestly, hopefully that's the case next week. <laughs> right. It yeah. might be a lot worse. Yeah, we would be. Uh, and, and so I want to ask you a question as we kind of wrap up this game. Yep. We talked about, at, before this game started, would uh -huh. a cover be considered a, a win? Would it be a nice little moral victory? Well, Henry, they did cover. They I did. Mean, they, they, they came as close to covering without winning as you can get. Sure did. Does it feel good? Is it a moral victory? No, this doesn't <laughs> feel good. Of course it doesn't feel good. I will say, I mean, with it being another close loss, you can still stick to that conspiracy theory or whatever you want to call it that, like, oh, if they just not taken those days off in camp, if, yeah. if the offense would have gotten – five drives in the preseason just to work things through. If they were five drives further ahead in this process, where would they be right now? Because there have been so many of these games where it's like, if you were, if, if they were just a tiny bit better, I mean, if they, if they could have picked up 10 more yards at the end, or if they had scored whatever else, there are so many different ways they could get that one extra point, be just a little bit better. And that's how this whole season has gone. Starting with week one, where they give the ball to those, the, the running backs fumble. They fumble at the one yard line twice against the Seahawks. It's like, what happens if either one of them just had been tackled more than zero times in the eight, eight months leading up to that game? They'd just be a little bit more better equipped to hold on to the ball in that situation? It's possible. Could anything else have broken that way? You just go through those games. If they were just five drives offensively better, further ahead in this process, where would they be? Maybe it doesn't make a difference. Maybe it's the difference between whatever, three and nine and seven wins. Eight wins, probably not, but it's yeah. Here and, we are, and just a little bit short. And unfortunately, they've just been a little bit short so many yeah. times that it just tells me they're a bad, bad team, oh, a yeah. bad football team, and that's the reality of where the Broncos are right now. Yep. Three and nine, and you know what? This game locked in, Henry. Top ten pick. Another losing ah, season, and probably okay. a top ten pick. I was, there. We're getting close, um, but uh, another losing season. Remember when losing seasons were a big deal back here? Oh yeah. Um, you know, in, in 2017, it was their first. It was the first losing season in a while. 2018, it was the first time they had back-to-back -back losing seasons in like nearly 50 years. Now that's just the norm, and that's yep. what sucks. Is the Broncos aren't this team that is you know, competing for Super Bowls year in and year out. No, that's dropped. They, it's not like it's dropped where they're competing for playoffs year in. And, no, nope. they're not even competing. They're, they're competing no. to just not be losers year in and year out, and they've been only losers for the past. What are we now? Where the Broncos are guaranteed to have a losing season in yep. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That's five straight seasons. And at one point it was a big deal when it was back-to-back. -back. Yeah. Just shows what a disaster this organization is in right now. And I mean, when's the last time we were at this point in the season still thinking there's a real legitimate chance they're going to the playoffs? Right. Years and years and years. Yeah. It's been a very long time. Yeah. No, you're you're abs you're absolutely right. And so the Broncos, what sucks about it even more is you can't sit here and say, Well, at least their draft pick for the next year's draft in the first round got better. 
because that's going to Seattle. And I know there's some Seattle Seahawks fans in here thanking the Broncos it. for that. And it's really tough. And that's just the tough reality that the Broncos are in now. And this one, like you said, Henry, no, it's not a moral victory because of the way it happened. Yep. You know, it, and just it was the same, same story, different game. Offense is terrible throughout the entire game. And yep. the defense is great until it matters most, and they crumble enough to lose the game. And then let's just put a little sprinkle on top. Special teams messes up, too. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Fun yeah, sprinkle. yeah. Corliss did not have a good game either. No. Do you think he's vindicated at all by Brandon McManus missing that field goal so short? Like, his punts are coming in short. It's like the oh. wind. It's the environment. Hmm. Does that bail him out at all? Uh, it probably should, but it won't. But yeah, maybe. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or McManus will use that in the opposite and be like, yeah. Corliss wasn't able to kick it far, so I wasn't that's either. That's what's going to happen. But if that's the case and you knew there was no shot, then you should, you know. Hail you Mary? Done, yeah, you should have done the Hail Mary. If you knew there was no shot. Without so Cortland Sutton. I, I'm curious tomorrow, uh, potentially ask Hackett on that. Like, what was McManus's range? Because they always know going into yeah. a game at that specific field with those conditions I can't imagine it was 63 yards just because of how short he was. Yep. So Dulcich was fun. Dulce, Greg Dulcich was there fun. We go. You know what? Will, will you want to throw out some uh, some positive players super quick? Because I think Greg Dulcich deserves that. Dulcich was definitely one of them. Noticed Damari a couple of times. Uh-huh. He probably doesn't deserve to be this high on the list, but he put popped a couple times. H- had a good, uh, a few good tackles as well. Jerry Judy yep. comes in his first game Definitely. back uh, in, in a couple of weeks and goes out, catches all four passes thrown his way for 65 yards, including one that looked like it was going to be overturned, but it wasn't. Yep. Uh, mentioned the linebackers. Josie had that one play, the pressure on the third down, I think on the first drive, where he just blew up the running back. That was great. The Baron got a sack. Yeah, the defensive lineman. Ooh, Deshaun, um, Williams. Deshaun Williams. First two sacks of the season. What did you think of uh, after Prochet threw the interception, him just kind of guiding him off the field, showing him where his bench was? I love that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now you got to toe the line. As long as you don't get the penalty. Exactly. All, as soon as there's a penalty, you're an idiot. But as long as there's no penalty, I love it. Who got the boneheaded penalty at near oh, the end of the game? Oh, the late hit. Um, it was, or, uh, yes, it was, or was it helmet to it helmet. Was, it was Singleton. Singleton. Yeah. Maybe I got to take back the praise I had from earlier. You can ball out all <sighs> game, but That's one of those, one. And, and I mean, it, it was a penalty. He, he just yeah. nailed him right in the head. You can't do that. Um, the Broncos also had another boneheaded mistake in, in the first half. I can't remember what it was though, but no, uh, these, yeah. it, it's like the Broncos. What did they, they finished the game. Uh, how many penalties? Is there here? a delay game? There was, was it a false well, start. Russ. There, there was Russ had a false start, which was brutal. Yeah. And in the early in the third quarter, instead of taking a delay of game, which one you shouldn't have. By the way, Noah Fant just scored a touchdown. Um, hey. So that sucks for in that trade. Um, and th- there was a in the third quarter, almost a delay of game, but instead they call a timeout. One, you should never be in a delay of game situation. Two take the five yards because you know how nice it would have been on that last drive to have another timeout very nice Uh, you can take those timeouts in the first half you can't do it in the second half though you just can't and in the game the broncos only they finished with four penalties for 48 yards incredible for them incredible for them (laughs) unfortunately they weren't just like you know ones that didn't matter three if not all four of them had big time impacts and that's just the denver broncos it's like when they do some things great, like on defense today, holding a team to 10 points, they fail when it matters the most. Same with penalties, same with offense, same with special teams. That's why it's easy to say, like, was it Russ? Was it Latavius? Was it the play calling? Was it? It's like, maybe it's just Hackett. Maybe it's one where you say, like, ah, everything seemed to go wrong. Who do you blame for just, like, everything going wrong or, like, bad things? It's like, hey, coach. Just go up the go up the food chain, way up to the very top. Why well, stop there? Let, let's keep going. Could be George Payton. Could be George Payton. Yeah. And I know we're going to be diving into that oh this week. So you want to make sure to stay tuned to thednvr.com. Also, stay tuned to this podcast. If you're watching on YouTube for him, hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. Can't tell you how much that helps us out and how much we appreciate it. And just because you hit us with a thumbs up 
does not mean that you're supporting another Broncos <laughs> loss. It just means that you're supporting us. And if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that it's a podcast form, hit us with a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. And let's get to the comment section. But first, got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. I know a couple of us were doing some live bets during the Broncos game yep. over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Did it work out for you, Henry? Uh, you don't have I, to reveal what you did, but I feel like I feel like I should. It's a good one. So I bet on the Ravens at like plus four sixty to I win you. on that final drive. No, it was right before that, right around okay. there. Broncos my still right around there. Okay. Um, plus four sixty cashed out would have been cashed out around like plus three hundred. Okay. No, it was even more than that. That's because it was toward the end. Took about half the winnings, put it on the Broncos to win before their final drive mm. at plus two thousand twenty oh. to one odds. Would have been a massive payday if that field goal had gone in, which it looked like it was going to for a bit. Yep. Luckily, I still came out. My profit was double, so I guess two units ahead. There I we finished go. two units ahead. There we yep. go. And, and I came out. Uh, well, I was not as. Uh, in depth as you were, but I came yep. out a unit ahead, and that's just one of the things I love about DraftKings Sportsbook is the live betting, and you can do that. You can even do it with free money, and here's how to get free money. If you're a new user and you go over to DraftKings Sportsbook, you place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win, and that team simply wins, you get $153 yep. in your account, which you can use on any game at any sport as well, and get in on that because it's a great way to start building your account. So check them out. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up. That's promo code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And of course, see our show notes for details. And one more thing, we had a great commenter point out over 400 people listening live right now and only 36 likes. Hit us with the thumbs up, please. And when you're done hitting us with a thumbs up, head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Get yourself some tickets to a rugby match out in Glendale, which is actually called Rugby Town USA. Mm. It's called that because that's where the U.S. national team plays and trains and all that sort of stuff. The American Raptors take athletes from other sports, teach them how to play rugby, try to get them onto that national team, which trains at the same facilities. Uh, it's a really cool program they've got going out there. Tickets are free, so you can go online and claim them can also, you know, obviously follow along with the team. You can watch the games on the website. Uh, but also make sure you're following along with Colton Strickler, DNVR Rugby. A lot of great stuff over there. Check it out. Bada bing, bada boom. We'll top into the comment section. Talk to the people. Got some super chats wow. here. First one coming in for your mama llamas says somehow the Broncos give us hope and rip it away every week. We win the game if we don't waste the time out in the second half. Ooh. And Mark Andrews. Um, flop for P.I. was an award-winning performance. Cheers. I hadn't gone all the way through and connected those dots. Like, you cannot blow that time out there. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But I hadn't gone back and thought, like, oh, yeah, third time out on that final drive really would have made a difference. Right. Being able to take a play on that last one, I mean, yep. that should be worth another four or five yards. Yeah, exactly. Is that the difference? Potentially. Maybe if it's more like seven or eight yards yeah, with the way go. McManus kicked that one. Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, you, you pointed out. What did you think? Of, did you think Mark Andrews had a flop there? I didn't. I it might have been. I, I, it, I didn't really think about it. It, it, it could, because I agree. I, I didn't think about if it was a flop or not. But one thing that you just cannot do, Henry, is you just you can't put your hands on a guy when the ball's in the air like that. So yep. it was going to be called pretty much regardless. And it was. receivers, good tight ends, are taught to do that, are taught to act like that if they're touched. So what happens when you lose position and don't have time to get your head around? Yep. Like, if he turns around, that's an interception. Right. And, and he hasn't had one of those. And that, you know, you get a couple of opportunities. Yeah. You can't blow the opportunities you get. Yeah. Does that mean Pat Sertan is bad? No. Does it mean he's he might have trouble being an All Pro this year? We'll find out at the end of the year. Um, yeah. Still a good season. That's a three game stretch where he struggled now, though. He should be a Pro Bowler. Definitely. As of right now, though, he I don't I don't think he's in in terms of the no, fan vote. I don't think um, so either. So I, I don't think he's on pace for All Pro right now, just with the past with the way these past three games have gone. Wasn't is, there something crazy to say? I'm going to look into this Pro Bowl voting because I think there's some crazy Broncos stuff. Oh, really, really, really bad Broncos stuff. That's what no I Bronco thought. was in the top 10 in their position. That's And I wasn't willing to say that without being sure. Yeah. But that's what I thought it was. No Broncos in the top 10 at their position. Yep. 
Not Pats or Tams. In the AFC, right? Or is that yes. whole league? In, in, the, in AFC. the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. So it's even more. It's even worse because you only talk about half the league that does include Pats or Tan. You know, there was one Bronco in the top 10. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, who is no. I mean, that is just <sighs> even worse right there. Brutal. Okay. So let's move on to the next one. Coming in from Dan Peters says, this team is so hard to even support. Definitely no happiness in investing time and money into this. What are one to two things we need to fix our offense? Offensive line would go a long way. I think, I mean, the, nobody wants to talk about the offensive line. It sounds crazy when you say that the offensive line is like the most important part of the team. It's pretty close to it, though. I mean, quarterback, I guess, has to be number one. Offensive line, in my mind, is a pretty easy number two. Part of that's because it's five guys, you know, not just like, oh, the receivers. There's two guys, maybe three on the field. Offensive line is just so impactful in every single game. It's the consistent thread amongst all good teams, and all bad teams have bad ones. It's, it, But nobody really cares because nobody really wants to pay attention to them because they're no fun. Yep. But that is the biggest thing to me. You get the offensive line going, all of a sudden Russ has more time. All of a sudden, the running game, maybe instead of getting three yards per carry, winds up with four yards per carry. And in a one-point loss, that's a big difference. Now, if it turns out to be a good offensive line, maybe that's five yards per carry. And then you, that, the difference between three and five could be the difference between nine points and 28 points. Right. So, to me, it all starts and ends with the offensive line. And part of that is because Russ is a Bronco for quite a while longer, so that's not even really a conversation. Right. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's where it is. So you have to build around Russ. You have to do everything you can to build yep. around him. Uh, on top of offensive line, I'll say offensive playmaker. you yeah. got to get yourself one of those because, unfortunately, you can't count on Javante to be that guy, certainly not next year, maybe not the rest of his uh, career with just how yep. brutal the injury was. I'm, it's a lot easier said than done, but get yourself an offensive playmaker. It is, and it's one of those things where it's, uh, you really can't change over your receivers too much this year. You could probably trade Jerry. Um, and open up a hole. But when you have Sutton, you have Patrick, you have Jerry, like maybe you can add a fourth in the mix, but that it's, it's just not a position that screams like revamp this one this offseason. Right. Um, but what would be a nice combo, especially with Javante likely to miss the beginning of next season, one of those running backs who can play some receiver, who can move around, and would trading for Christian McCaffrey have been a smart move? Probably not. Like, Everyone say, well, they're not competitive this year. Well, you'd have them next year, too. And that is the exact kind of spark that could... I mean, who do you want eating your carries? Chris McCaffrey or Latavius Murray? Easy. Like, it's an easy one. So a player like that would be awesome. It makes me wonder if... Was, was he a second and a third to get him? Um, I believe so, yeah. Sounds pretty nice right about now. Yeah. Sounds pretty nice. Especially the way the contract works out where the cap hits aren't that big because... So much of it's a signing bonus that the Panthers are paying. Well, and now you got to figure that out how to how to go get your own one of those. Um, yep. And and that's going to be on George Payton or, or whoever is in. Will town. not be easy. It won't be. All right. Next one from Ash Loon Twenty Two says uh, from the UK. Thank you. Says have to look at positives. One, our defense is incredible. Two, Greg Dulcich is far better than Noah Fant. And three, we are one touchdown a game from greatness. Not wrong. I mean, one touchdown, one more touchdown would be 16 points. 16 points is that troll <laughs> number that's just garbage. Yeah. And the Broncos were a touchdown shy of that, Henry. Yes. Just to put into perspective how bad today was from the offensive end. Yeah. But again, like a touchdown a game, there's, there's a really big difference between 14.3 and 21.3. But you make him leave league average with a defense that's been really good. And one touchdown from greatness. If, if you call nine and three greatness, I, I, a touchdown, I think, probably gets you there. Touchdown a game, you're probably at nine wins right now. That, that's a, obviously a massive difference between what's happened. That's 50% more offensive production. Um, so it's not, I mean, that, that'd be a massive difference. Yes. It, it, it certainly would be. And this year, Greg Dulcich is, is, I mean, just since coming in uh, just only about a month ago, 
He almost has as many receiving yards on the year as Noah Fant does. And Noah Fant has played in every single game or nearly every single game. So just, just shows it's nice to some throw that positives. In there. I'm glad that you pointed that out, Ash. Next one and last one as of now from Steve says, we know the Broncos were going to lose on the last uh, drive by the Ravens. The Broncos knew too. We do not know. We do not have a team that believes in itself and can't really argue with that. Yeah, it goes back to just Broncos don't know how to win, and it's nope. it's it's sad. Um, but that's just the state they're in, and you're probably right, Steve. It it does bleed over there. Probably is just every fan uh, with entering the fourth quarter was feeling bad about it. The Broncos players probably were as well. And Definitely. that was something that Russell Wilson was supposed to change. He was supposed to be the winner. He was supposed to be the guy that changed the mentality, the culture, the belief in the locker room. And it's not all on him, but it's obviously hasn't happened. Yep. I mean, I mean the only way you average 14 points per game is if a lot of things are going wrong. Is it all Russell Wilson's fault? No. Is it all the coach's fault? No. Is it all whoever? I mean, but everybody deserves a whole, whole lot of blame because there's a lot to go around. Yeah, there is a lot to go around. Just like this next comment from Jay Bun Trock oh, says, yeah. there we go. Broncos are a perfect storm of bad coaching, historically bad offense, injuries, and a defense that is the exact opposite of clutch. They are. Which is kind of crazy because, like, clutch time, 5-10% of the game. So, so really, they're really good for 90-95%. You'd think that'd be a good thing. Yep. Really has turned out to be the opposite. Yeah. It's like, you'd rather just have them good then give up something somewhere else and, and know that you have some work to do. And, and it's just why in our, in our pick'em that we posted this week, Henry, uh, it said the number one well, – the question was, what's the number one thing for the Broncos in order to, to change things? And I believe we were all offensive-based. But yeah. I said tear down the defense in order to build the offense up because we just see it year in and year out. You cannot yep. successfully win year in and year out with a good defense because all it takes is one drive by another team. If you have such a bad offense, <sighs> all it takes is your defense breaking down once, once in order to. But if you have a, if you have a good offense... They can break down many times in a game, and you can still put up 30 points. Right now, the Kansas City Chiefs, with 11 minutes left in the second quarter, have three points. The Cincinnati Bengals have 14 points. You think the Chiefs think right now that there's no chance they win the game? I just took them at plus 255 because yeah, I think they're going to win. Unfortunately, I'm probably going to tail you with that because I agree. I'm right there with you, Henry, and it's because they have the offense. They yep. have the offense, and that's what the Broncos are so desperately, desperately missing. Man, what a good vent sesh. Yeah. Yeah. Excited for a whole nother week of this. <laughs> oh, don't forget, Broncos play the Chiefs next week, so I'm sure that's going to be fun. Probably a lot of venting after that as well. How would you feel about a 10-9 loss to the Chiefs? I'd feel... Does Patrick Mahomes play the whole yeah. game? Oh, yeah. He plays the whole game. Yeah, I feel good. I, I think feel, that's a win. That would be a moral victory that's a for win. sure. Whereas yep. today just doesn't feel like that. No, it does not. Um, and speaking of, the Chiefs are uh, starting to get some momentum on their side. Sure are. So we'll see if the Chiefs are entering this game as the number, the lone number one seed in the AFC or if they'll be tied with the Bills. We've got so much Broncos talk to come. Yep. Make sure to tune in tomorrow. We're going to be going live right around noon, so make sure to turn on alerts, subscribe to the YouTube page, hit us with the thumbs up on your way out. We really appreciate everyone tuning in with us today. Thank you so much, especially after a loss. We're all in this together as the Broncos fall to 3-9, and nine, and we will see you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your weekend.